What do four-year-olds in the bathroom have to do with hearing from God? Stick around and see. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. So this month, we've been asking you to leave a review on our podcast. Thank you so much for those who have left reviews. Here is one, and it just really spoke to me. Here's what one listener said. So encouraging. It is refreshing to replace scrolling social media and listen to Janae and Amy read and talk about the word. Grateful for their different perspectives and honest stories. Oh, I love that. And I know people may read those reviews to decide whether they want to listen to the podcast or not, but it is encouraging to us. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, helps us to keep going and knowing that uh, we want to and we will keep pursuing our mission here at God's Word Gives Hope is to help connect God's Word to the everyday spaces of your life. And Amy, if someone wanted to review, How would they do that? Because I know that I have some friends that are a little technically challenged. Okay. It's really not bad, whatever platform that you're listening to our show on. If you click the show itself, just where it says God's word gives hope, you can usually scroll down just a little bit and it says rate or review. The more stars, the better as far as ratings go in case there's a question on that. And there's usually a little space where you can leave a comment. It would take less than 30 seconds. All right. Well, let's get started. Stay tuned, though, to the end, and we will share what question we will be answering next week. But this week, our question is, what ways does God speak to us? And you may be thinking, well, how is that any different from last week's question, (laughs) how do I hear God? Well, last week was all about attuning and positioning ourselves so that we could hear God better. It was our role Mm -hmm. on listening. This week, the question is focused on God and the ways that He actually speaks to us. So, just to do a quick recap, the first week we talked about the importance of our belief. So, that's the B in our acronym, and that God still communicates to us today. He desires to have a personal relationship with us, and with personal relationships, it's two ways. So, there's communication both ways. No monologue. God wants to talk. Then last week, we talked about the attuning, which is the A in our acronym, our role of how we can better position ourselves to understand and listen and hear from God. So today, give me an R. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, I'm really not a cheerleader, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But you did good. You did good. Well, before we find out exactly what that R is, I want to mention the blog has looked at different scriptures for each week. And for the podcast, we have been focused on the story of Elijah after he was running for fear of his life and a conversation that he finds himself in with God mm-hmm. during that time. And so the story comes from 1 Kings chapter 19, and I'm going to be reading verses 11 through 13. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. 
And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in the cloak, in his cloak, and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. So there's a lot going on in these short verses when we think about what are the ways that God speaks to us. But in verse 12, it says, Elijah heard the sound of a gentle whisper. And we realize that God was not in those other big natural phenomenons, right? But here we find Elijah receptive to any of those. And receptive is our third word. Elijah wanted to hear and was willing to experience whatever God and however he wanted to speak to him. But God wasn't in any of those big ways. He was in the gentle whisper. And some of the other translations say a still small voice. And some others even say a gentle blowing, which I think is very interesting. So let's hover here for a moment and talk about this gentle whisper. Yes, so I love going to the original text, uh, going to the Hebrew words that were used just to see if there's any kind of clarity or just confirmation towards the ways that we're reading these things. And right. so um, the first word, de mama. De mama. Not jamama, but <laughs> de mama um, means quiet, calm, silence, and still. Then the next word, dak, means a very little thing, a very small or thin thing. And then coal means to call aloud a voice or a sound. So here the word is making it very clear that there were all these very big and loud things happening. And Elijah was listening. He was probably tucked in the cave a little bit because that sounds scary, but he was listening. But then the smallest of whispers came next in the stillness and Elijah heard it and he turned towards it. I love that. Well, I need to confess. And I know I'm confessing. It seems like I'm just confessing to you, but- Maybe I, to a few more people too. Yeah, <laughs> all those who are listening. But I I feel like maybe someone else out there might relate to me in the fact that I think I look for God in the big and the loud. And sometimes I want mm. the dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I'm not the only one. Um, sometimes we want God to rain down on our enemies like Elijah experienced or drop $1 million into her checking account. That would be so nice. helpful. That would be a great way to speak to me. Or leave a clear directions, and you can just leave it on the front porch right by the Amazon package. I always say, God, if you'll just write it in the sky, <laughs> like yes. you control the clouds, like write it in the sky. <laughs> yes. But if God is not going to be in the windstorm or the earthquake or the fire, This is where last week's word attuning plays an important role in hearing God. If God doesn't push himself on us Mm. or make this dramatic entrance, then we need to be ready and listening for however he wants to speak. But along with that, our word for this week, we need to be receptive to how he wants to speak to us rather than us trying to control God in any way that he might communicate to us. Yeah. Controlling God never seems to go well, at least when I try. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Not recommended. <laughs> well, before we look at other ways that God may speak to us, let's just talk a little bit more about what would a still small voice look like for us today? Well, you know, God 
we have lots of examples of God speaking, right? In the Bible. We have an example of him speaking through a donkey in Numbers 22. And no, I don't mean like a stupid person. I really mean an animal that's a donkey that turned and talked. Someone's really disappointed with that. Sorry about that. (laughs) We see him talking through burning bushes, like in Exodus three, there's dreams and there's visions all throughout the Old and New Testament. But truly more often than not, we hear God through the quiet ministry of the Holy Spirit. He meets us in our times of prayer, in our times of reading the word. God is he's so clear when we're walking through nature or when we're having biblical community. Um, yes, God can speak in loud displays, but time and time again, especially in the New Testament, we see that God inhabits the prayers of his people and he meets them in the quiet of where they are. So listener, if you're thinking like I did when prepping for this, my, la- my life is loud. It is not, um, it's not quiet. I'm not walking in the quietness. I am exhausted and busy and there's noises everywhere and I'm inviting some noises in and some noises are just required and kids are noisy and spouses can be noisy. And then um, my phone is making all the sounds and the buzzes and the dings. Will I hear that tiny voice? And and that matters a lot. Um, God loves to continue to keep a verse in front of me. So apparently I'm not mastering this yet, but it's 1 Thessalonians 4.11. And it says, make it your goal to live a quiet life. I think we need to do a whole podcast on that one. It's possible. Yes. (laughs) I think that one might have to circle back around. Well, we cannot begin to tell you every way God may want to convey his love or to comfort you or to provide direction or clarity on Mm. truths that he is working out in your life in addition to the ways of his word and and through prayer, the two Mm -hmm. primary ways in which God communicates to us. And then everything is measured up to the word. He would never communicate um, anything that would be opposite of that. And the blog addresses a few of those most common ways. So I direct you to... uh, go to the blog. But here are a few verses that reminds us that God does speak to us and that we need to be ready and receptive. And I love this first one, which is in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And I love that because it reminds us that God speaks to us as a friend. That is conveyed in the New Testament as well. And I know we might want to try to put Moses up on some high and mighty pedestal, but he's a murderer. So yeah, I mean, we are too, thanks to Jesus talking in the New Testament about anger and frustration. And and if you look on someone with anger, then yes, but like killing them. Right. But Moses isn't perfect. Moses wasn't perfect. So this is not something isolated. Um, God looks at us as a friend. And this verse says, as one speaks to a friend, God speaks to us that way. In Psalm chapter 25, verses 14, it says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Mm. And then Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Mm. Well, as we were thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about examples of when I feel like God has spoken to me um, or when he's clearly given me direction. 
And uh, it, one way back when we were living in Calhoun, Georgia, um, I was spending time praying and seeking God and reading my Bible. And just out of like left field, I felt a call to pray for women in Southeast Asia. Okay. I had no ties to that Southeast Asia. super specific. It was very specific. I was like, really? Okay. Um, and so it just felt like this was very important to pray. And so I continued praying for women in Southeast Asia and doing some research, learning a little bit. But I remember some months went by and I ended up meeting other women that God had called them to pray for women in Southeast Asia as well. Oh my goodness. Which was just so incredible. And then as we all prayed together, we actually ended up going to India, which is no in Southeast way. Asia. Yes. And um, we got to go with this incredible organization called Rahab's Rope that works with women who have been rescued out of a very specific kind of trafficking. Okay. Um, just, you might be listening with kids in the car, so we're going to keep it there. But um, we got to go and minister to these ladies and I actually got to go twice to India with Rahab's Rope. And it was incredible, but that was nowhere on my radar. But that was something that God clearly directed me. I want you to pray and I want you to do these things. And I'm I'm so thankful because it's an incredible experience of getting to walk in his faithfulness. And I love the way you continue to be receptive to his leading, his direction along the way with that. Where Mm -hmm. was this, where was he going with that? And you were receptive. Absolutely. Do you have something else? So I do have another time that really stands out just in, uh, we were living in a different city at this other time and uh, we were attending a church and there were just some things I was frustrated about. And so like, most Americans, <laughs> I was ready to leave because I was frustrated. And um, my husband, he was a little bit more uh, steady than I was, but I already had both feet out the door. Mm. And I remember where I was driving on a road and I don't think I was even talking to God about this thing, but I remember hearing, it was like a voice saying, not only are you not leaving, I want you to invest there. Oh. And I I argued. I would say I argued with God a little bit because that's not what I wanted. That right. was not my will. That was his will. Um, but God is so incredible that he gives us an opportunity to join him in ministry. And I didn't know this, but months down the road, I would actually end up coming on staff at that church. Oh, and getting to minister and serve in ways that that I had not imagined. And so um, even though I was maybe not as open, I was open to God. I don't know that I was as open to that message, but when he shared it with me, it was so clear that I couldn't do anything but say, yes, Lord. Right, right. And I love in that way, you were driving down, you were in the road. I mean, you weren't in the road, but- Hopefully. You were being quiet, you know, you had a little quiet quiet moment. Mm -hmm. God took that opportunity to share something with you. Something hard, but something good. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, Janae? Well, um, one that comes to my mind uh, that I like to, um, sometimes I need clarity from God, you Mm -hmm. know. So several years ago, five years now, we were praying through as a family whether we were to move here to Cartersville, Mm -hmm. which actually meant that we might be leaving uh, our daughter behind because she was in college and Mm -hmm. she had a full ride to USF. So um, we were praying and uh, we had to make our decision within a week. Wow. So the family was getting more intentional with trying to hear. And I had some time set aside at the very beginning of the week to go out, be by myself, get quiet with God and listen. 
I really thought he was just going to like, you know, give me the clear answer. Write it right in the clouds. Then, but <laughs> he did not. However, I just said, well, God, give me a word. You know, what would be a word that I could see and then I would know? And I'm going to, you know, and I looked in the Bible and I felt led to Ezekiel. And lo and behold, there was the word and the word was mountain. Mm -hmm. And I had chose mountain because I thought, well, mountain, that makes sense because we think of Georgia, North Georgia anyway, we think of mountains because we were in Florida, right? Florida's Mm -hmm. flat, mountains Georgia sounds, uh, feels like it's like mountains. Anyway, um, so the word was mountain. It was there. But then, you know, you question like, well, that was kind of weird. It really didn't mean anything. You know, it wasn't like I lift up my eyes to the hills, hills, you know. (laughs) You know, so nothing, all week long, nothing. But I never felt like God was saying, no, don't go. So that morning when we were all going to gather together, I got it before everybody else had my quiet time and I just surrendered. I just said, okay, God, you know, I I don't feel like you're saying no. So if everybody else feels like we're supposed to go, then, you know, I surrender, we'll go. Mm -hmm. I put on my earbuds and I'm walking for, I go for a walk. And the first song I play uh, that comes on is Mountain is in the song, right? (laughs) And then the next one, the word mountain is in the song, right? And then it just kept on and kept on. And one time I looked down to see what the name of the song was because I had never heard of the song before and it had the word mountain in it. And I was just like, okay, I'm getting it, right? You're confirming. Mm -hmm. Literally, the album had the word mountain in it. Mm -hmm. Then when we get together as a family, that morning later, that morning, both scriptures that the kids brought had the word mountain in it. So roll forward, we're here, we're into the first year, and um, it was difficult. Mm. There were a lot of difficult things that made me start to question. Right. You know? And one of those difficult pieces was um, in finding a home. Mm. And so we were living in all this temporary housing trying until we could find a home. But then when we finally bought the house in the address was Mountain. A little bit of confirmation there, today. Confirmation. Because God, I feel like he meets us where we are, right? Mm-hmm. And he knew that I needed that confirmation that you are where you're supposed to be. And I never promised that it was going to be easy, but I'm still giving you the word mountain because this is where you're supposed to be. So good. Um, do we have time for another one? Please. Okay. Well, one more comes to my mind and because um, I just think God speaks to us in various and different ways. And so we've been married 30 plus years. And in our 30 plus years, we have had several different financial difficulty times and seasons, right? Which is natural. So um, we were in one of those seasons and my son was about four years old at the time. And um, so let me do a little background here. In my bathroom, on a shelf by the toilet is a Rolodex of calendar of verses, a Mm -hmm. verse for the day, right? So as it is with kids, I don't know if your kids are this way, listener, if you have any kids, but um, at that time, there was something glamorous about our bathroom and they always wanted to use our bathroom. (laughs) So I'm in the bedroom that evening and Silas is in there using the bathroom. When he's done, he comes out with that, the verse, Rolodex, and he says, you need to, you haven't read the verse for today. You need to read the verse. And I'm like, Yes, I did read the verse that day. (laughs) You know, I didn't say that out loud, but in my mind, I was thinking, why, what are you? uh, Okay, so I'll read the verse. So the verse was Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 through 31. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin, but not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. 
and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Mm. Amy, I don't know why I didn't get it that morning when I read it, but God knew I needed to hear it again, and it hit my heart that time. And through a four-year-old, God spoke to me. And so we need to be receptive to however God wants to speak. And um, so hopefully that encourages some of you listeners as you're trying to figure out um, what are the ways that God speaks to us. And I think next week's question will kind of bring it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is how do we know that it's God's voice? Yes. So we've talked about believing that God is speaking, we're, we are attuning, we are receptive, but now how do we really know it's God's voice? And um, listener, I just, I'm excited for our final part of this four-part series because I think it just ties it all up in a really cool bow. Um, again, just a reminder that if you can spend just 30 seconds and leave us a review, it just really helps move us forward and gives hope to more people through the word of God. Um, Now to wrap up today, I'm gonna read Isaiah 30, 21 over you. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button. Thank you.